The need for speed. If you don't ever run fast, you're never going to become a faster runner. <laughs> so if you're trying to improve your own performance, even if it's just to get that 10K over and done with, guess what? You need to, you must incorporate fast sessions into your routine. It has to be part of your run training. And the way you do that is with speed workouts. <laughs> yes, are you not glad you joined today's show? You should be because not just talking about running, but speed. Wonderful. I mean, what's, what, what can be greater than running downhill at fast speed? Except if maybe, hang on, are you groaning and moaning? Is that your reaction? Is it like, oh no, running at high speed. Oh no, please not spare me. <laughs> that means if you had that reaction, you have not been running at full speed lately. You have just been running along. Hmm, listen, it's going to have an effect. It's going to be one of the most dramatic improvements you can make on your running if you start to incorporate speed work. Let me explain. Speed work is so simple. Anything that is related to a fast workout is going to help to develop those that fast twitch muscle fiber, which then, of course, will build muscle. And if you do it right, it's going to increase or elevate your heart rate and it will lead to an increase in calorie burn. So we've got speed workout, basically four things. Develops fast twitch muscle fiber, increases your calorie burn, it builds muscle and it elevates the heart rate. And the big thing is that you, many people think or many runners think, well, I'm going to do that when I feel in top form. Hang on, that's not right. Don't do this just when you feel in hero mode because number one, you're not going to be in hero mode ever so often, <laughs> you need to do this part of your routine. You need to have the speed work part of that time when you're feeling uncomfortable, when you, when you are realizing today's not that day. That's when you need to do it because it'll force you to change your breath. It'll force you to look at your stride and it'll help you put in more effort in your running. Hey, too many runners are just running along at the same old pace and you need to increase that effort and that comes through speed work. Now, of course, slow run, it helps with your aerobic strength and there's this big thing about, you know, train slow to go fast, but hey, the speed training helps your body to get more oxygen into your muscles. And this is gonna improve you over a longer distance. It's, it's actually a magic formula. If you have speed workout, uh, in, in your normal training, even one day a week, I'd recommend two, it's going to have a huge benefit. But you need to do it. You need to feel it. And that's what I want to encourage you to do it. And of course, you need to be recovered enough. Um, not, not to do it when you're completely fatigued. You need to be recovered. Tired, yes, but recovered enough to do it. And what I want to share with you today is just some really proven, tried and tested speed workouts. You know, there's one for beginners and one for advanced. And that you finally start to do what it says on your fancy shoes. No, not hocker. Just do it if you're wearing Nikes. <laughs> Funny. Anyway, and then what's going to happen is you're going to pick up your pace. Just give it two months and already you're going to see improvement. Now, runners who have not included speed work, listen up. You need to be patient and you need to build up slowly. It's a process. It's going to take time to develop. Now, any athlete that wants to improve, and that's you. That's why you're listening to the show. That's why you're investing time to listening to the show. Not only because it hasn't got any ads and it's got great content, but because you want to improve, isn't it? You want to become better. You want to become stronger and smarter. 
Now, to master that skill, right, because it's a skill you need to master, you need to have some technical understanding. So you need to prepare yourself to learn a skill, and it's not going to be easy because you're going to have some failures in between. That first time you try a speed session, if you haven't done it in a long time, it's horrible. Let me tell you, I know. <laughs> if, if I don't do it for a couple of weeks, because whatever reason, I also have an excuse or what have you. I do my run training, but I don't do the speed workout. Well, it's a struggle to come back to it, but your body remembers it. And if you try it too easy and now you're going like full blow, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yes, I'm really psyched up now. I'm going to do speed workouts. Ah, you're going to risk a injury and not just a little injury. It's going to be one of those that severely disrupts your run training. That's why lighter running, strength and conditioning training, especially for your calves, your quads and your handspring and your <laughs> and your hamstrings. And this can be done whilst you're sitting in front of your computer screen. You just get up and you just do some stretch exercises for your calves. You just do something for your quads, hamstrings. You start off with a set of five and then you do a set of 10 and pretty soon it's part of your routine. And there's so many tutorials on YouTube on this. Look it up. Why is this important? Because you wanna have injury prevention. Now, these sessions, the speed workout, it's going to tire you out significantly more than your usual running. Watch out for signs of overtraining. Watch out for excess soreness. That's what you don't want. And what you also don't want is that your, your heart rate whilst resting is going up. That means you're over pushing it. Other than that, hey, just stay committed. Trust the process and incorporate it. Make it a part of your, don't start it and then slack off again. Now, this whole thing about to run slow and then to run fast, it seems counterintuitive. But let me just go a little bit into this. Maybe you're wondering why you are not getting fitter um, faster. Or maybe you're thinking, you know, why do your legs and, and lungs feel so, feel so tired? Yeah, it's, what's happening? And <clears throat> if you're an endurance runner, let's say uh, 3K and upwards, 5K, the amount of, of slow running you should do each week is more than the amount of fast running. Means run longer distances at slower, more of that than ha having speed work. So the speed work should always be a, a small part of that. And when you run slow, basically you have the advantages of, of the red blood cells. Uh, red blood cells, the hemoglobin. The hemoglobin is what carries oxygen. <clears throat> and by running slow, you are promoting the, the increase in red blood cell count and the amount of hemoglobin in those red blood cells. So running slow means more oxygen in the bloodstream. Very easy. Or the capillary growth. And um, well, it's got to do with effectiveness. If you hear capillary growth, you think, oh my goodness, what is this? It's just got to do with effectiveness, unseen effectiveness, actually, you know. And <laughs> you've got to step out in faith here. Yeah? Capillaries, they supply the blood to the muscles and organs. Now, what happens as you run slow and it promotes that growth, therefore, it, you get more oxygen, the hemoglobin in the blood, delivered more effectively. That's why it becomes easier to run. Uh, you've got the glycogen ratio, so running slowly also promotes the use of more fat during aerobic exercises because the normal fuel source during exercises are, are the glycogen in the muscle and a little bit of fat. So if you run slower, 
slightly less glycogen and slightly more fat is used and the body gets used to this mix. But this, basically the muscle glycogen, it runs out after 90 minutes. So it needs to be a long run. I'm not talking about a 40 minutes here, it's on 90 minutes. And, <clears throat> and then they need to rely on the fuel stores and the liver and the fat. So the lactic acid, uh, all of this is under the heading of running slow to be able to really increase your whole run performance. The lactic acid uh, energy process, it ramps up at higher running intensity levels. And there are two things that need to happen. You need to produce energy without oxygen. And you need to move the lactate and hydrogen from the slow twitch muscle fibers to the blood. Those are the two things um, uh, that need to happen. So if you just run fast, you can't run as long because those processes I just mentioned, they take time to build. You know, time on your feet, building on those above benefits, plus, of course, being rested enough, that is important. So you need to run slower most of the time because it's easier, of course. And the, the, core, the core functions in the body, they, they need to start happening and they only happen after 90 minutes usually. Plus, if you run slow, you're going to have a lower risk to injury. Hey, and if, you, if you're not injured, I mean, you know, that's perfect. And that'll get you more motivated because running is actually, it's, it's a nice experience. It can be even, you know, <clears throat> it might not so apparent when you're just coming back from injury or when you're a beginner runner. But actually, if you have this habit and you're breathing easily and you're able to run for a while and then your thoughts just sort of like go away, it is very, very pleasure, pleasurable activity. And if you can chat to yourself aloud or if you can have a chat with somebody you're running with without basically, you know, and if you can talk to yourself or to someone positively whilst you're running, that is the speed. Now, speed workouts. What should you be doing? Some people say a good workout is between 200 meters reps, Others say it's a one-mile repeat on a hilly course. Others say speed workout is 400 to 800 meters on a track. And other people say it's 10 times 100 meters at nearly full speed. And there's so many, you know, ask 10 runners, you get 10 different opinions. Now, the speed sessions where runners are faster and have improved in their race some of them basically have really brought this down to a science. And these are usually professional runners, marathon runners that have really built this up uh, to perfection. We are not professional runners. We are middle of the pack runners. So we need to find our own truth, our own method, which works for us. Means the point is that the whole objective of a speed work must be to enable you to run at a higher speed during your race, not just during training sessions. So if you're just doing training sessions where you're really like speeding up around the track, but you're not improving, huh? If you're just running fast to run fast, it's, it's, it's not quality workout. So it's far better to have a, a speed workout, which is going to carry over into a, a result over a long distance over your next race. Now, for this list, look at one of the runners I remember very well, 1988 Zurich. It's that time when the Kenyan runners actually appeared on the scene, at least in my mind. And Ondiek, Yobis Ondiek, he set a world record in, in a 10K. And he had a special workout that he used for this. 
And what he did is, and yes, I know he's a pro runner. We don't take advice from pro runners, but just his approach of how he looked at it, that's what you should use. Now, what he did is between each interval, he would have a very short recovery, just a couple of seconds. And he wanted to match the overall intensity of the workout with the intensity of the world record performance. You're not a world record performance runner, nor am I. You take your time that you, are, uh, that you wish to achieve. If it's a 10K, you want to do it in 45 minutes because currently you're at 50 minutes. So you want to you shift five minutes off. That's what you're aiming for. Now, back to Ondieki. Fantastic athlete, by the way. Um, he took the recoveries during the workout that he, that's a part, of course, he couldn't do during the race. So he made each interval faster than the world record pace. And that's how he uh, generated a greater than required pace. And the recoveries would balance each other out. And the whole effort was comparable to a world record 10K. Do you get it? <laughs> he made the breaks, the intervals breaks so short that the overall time still gave improvement. And then actually when he broke that world record, what he said is that the whole race felt, felt easier than the workouts. And of course, the reason is that, that he had chosen a speed workout velocity, which was faster than the pace he required for the record. So he learned that ability to, to perform very well at that speed. And then the world record felt comparatively easy. And they were not, his speed workouts, they were not, you know, like super specialized high efforts, but they were enough to stimulate that growth that I mentioned earlier. And this is where you need time. Don't just go out now and do a speed workout. You need to have a understanding that to improve your run speed is a very complicated process. And your brain, your nervous system, everything needs to first get attuned to it. <clears throat> And of course, if you want to run faster, your, your leg muscles have to contract more quickly. But the brain and nervous system, they're used to the slower movement. So there's a conflict of interest there. So you need to find that efficiently, how to improve efficiently. And you need to look at it over the whole year. And if you regularly have the speed training throughout the year, your brain and everything, they're going to get used to this new feel of running. Even, it might even be the sweat that your body produces, the taste you have on your tongue. All these things, they need to happen. They need to develop. Then, of course, you have those runners that seem to get bored with their workouts. <laughs> Why? Because they think it's a rep repetition of the same, same, same on track. I'll get bored if I run on track. Well, that's why you're just supposed to do it once or twice a month. And even if you don't want to do it on a track, Run faster than your usual pace the next time you run downhill. If you don't like hills, start practicing with downhills. It, it, there's going to be a place, unless you stay in the Netherlands. Sorry, guys. Yeah, But every all the other people in the world, you've got a downhill. If you don't want to do the uphill, practice running faster downhill. That's going to give you that surge. Maybe it'll remind you back of your childhood when you were running downhill, that feeling of, oh, wow, you're going to have a bigger stride. You're going to open up. You're going to feel like, yeah, I should have done that stretching exercises. He was right. <laughs> I shouldn't have just started. It'll, it'll start to make sense. Or what you can do is, if the track is boring for you and the, the soccer field or somewhere the stadium is open, 
try to run between the, the, the flagpoles or run between the lines and just sprint up one, slowly back. Sprint one up again, slowly back. Why? What's that going to do? It's going to help you to develop that muscle twitch. You can have somebody who um, is perhaps uh, raising his hand, who's got a stopwatch, and every couple of 30 seconds gives a signal for you, which is your cue to speed up all of a sudden. And then, of course, the easiest way to really get an improvement is if you are preparing for that 10K. Now, what I would recommend is... <laughs> You can run that 5K at your goal pace for the 10K. So this means if you want to run your 10K at uh, 45, you will maintain that pace on the 5 kilometer. And this is going to teach your, your, your muscle memory to function at a higher level. And you'll be able to do it. There'll be no doubt that you can maintain this pace at a 5K level. Yes, means... If you want to do the, the 10K in 45 minutes, you need to be running at four, uh, 4.30 minutes per kilometer on race day or seven, I think 7.15 minutes per mile. Now, you'll be able to do that at the 5K. Run it. Next time you do it at a 6K, you maintain that pace, 4.30. Then you do it at the 7, you maintain that pace. And what's going to happen is as you build up, and you've got to plan this, you've got to sit down with, on your calendar and you've got to write down when you're going to do what. You're going to build that muscle memory. You're going to prepare yourself mentally to run at those speeds and learn what it's physically like running at your best at a shorter distance. And as the weeks progress, you're going to add volume to this. And what's going to happen is, this visualization, you put in some visualization along with that. It's one of the best strategies for, for the race, for the training, to prepare yourself for that success. You know, when you visualize yourself running at that pace, visualize yourself looking at your watch, glancing at your watch, and you're maybe even a couple of seconds faster. You know, what's going to happen is you're going to activate parts in your brain's motor centers that actually become active whilst running. And this mental rehearsal, it's going to change and it's first going to develop new brain patterns and seeing yourself running more effectively and more powerfully will help you do it in real life. And more importantly, you're going to use this as well to get through that finish line. You know, whatever that means to you. If you imagine yourself accomplishing your goal and you've got the actual facts and you've backed up the training, you're going to be able to do it. You're going to definitely reach your 10K or your half marathon or whatever your goal is. And of course, all of that, you should go and check out one of our previous episodes. You need to shut down that negative self-talk. You didn't hear one single negative word in this whole podcast. Why? Because we focus on what we can do. We focus on the abilities that we have. We focus on the, uh, the things that we can control. I really hope today's show has given you some insight and has maybe even inspired you to start your quest on becoming a better, a stronger, and a smarter runner. And of course, that it's motivated you to tackle that next hill. That's what I'm actually going to do right now. It's a beautiful day outside, and there is a hill waiting for me, and it's going to be a boring session. Why? I'm going to sprint up, and I'm going to slowly run down, feel sorry for myself. I'm going to run up again, sprint up again, and then after I've done about the third time, I will even be more ambitious. I will even try to run it faster than the last couple of times. And that's what I want for you. Wishing you an excellent day. My name is Heiko. God bless you. And remember, 
Take it easy.